Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. And Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is truly a good friend, Jerry Kelly. Uh, Jerry is a certified athletic administrator. Uh, she's a former president of our state association and she's the longtime athletic director at Lake Brantley High School in Altamont Springs, Florida. Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jake. Um, don't know where this is going, but if, if I can help one person, then that would be to be here. Well, we actually, uh, we have listeners uh, uh, in all 50 states and multiple countries, and, uh, you know, it's it's been well received. And I actually stole one of your phrases uh, for one of our features. We always wrap up with the Athletic Director Toolbox, and I know you've been a, a big proponent of the toolbox, particularly for our new AD, so thanks for letting me borrow that. No problem. I'm well, sure I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> as, as any good AD will, yes. Um, we always like to start out and give the listeners a chance to get to know the guests. So tell them a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and how your love of sports kind of led to this career in athletics. Well, I grew up in um, Bedford, New York, which is very rural part of Bedford, but still only about 30 miles out of York City. Um, but like I said, very rural, last house on the left, and I had the one with the biggest yard and all the boys. So if they wanted to play, they had to let me play. So I learned early to um, play hard, play fair, and um, got introduced to a lot of sports early on. And my middle school PE teachers developed that. We had a very strong intramural program. Still to this day in contact with one of those PE teachers, his name is Rod Murgart. He um, was very big in New York in their estate association, and he just recently retired. Um, he's been working all these years. I'm on year 42, so God bless Rod so many more years. But if it hadn't been for coaches like Rod Murgart, who took care of me when I was from a dysfunctional family, the youngest of three, my two older siblings are 10 and 11 years older than I, um, I probably would have gone down a different path. 
And then again, with all the different sports that I was exposed to, learning how to take statistics, um, just, just led into, I don't want to give up this athletic back to this. And I had a guidance counselor in high school that saw an opportunity for me to go to South Bend, Indiana at that time. Notre Dame and St. Mary's were combining their classes and their sports teams to be because it was in the um, early to middle 70s. So I was actually in the press box when they carried Rudy off the field working for Notre Dame. So I played college basketball and one year of college fast pitch. Uh, graduated, went back to the Northeast, started teaching and coaching right away in 1979 and for about 20 years coached three sports a year. Most of my people were here in Florida. I relocated in 82 and then in 1999 I became an assistant AD and I've been an athletic director here at Lake Brantley High School since 2006. Got involved in AAA I believe in 08 because I knew I needed some more training, found the LTI course is amazing for someone who was a math leader and coach for so many years. I needed to learn how this event management thing worked. So FIAAA and the National Association with the LTI classes um, gave me a path that I really fell in love with. So I feel like I've had two careers in education as a coach and one as an athletic director. And it's just been a whole lot of fun. I have um, been asked to stay on one more year past retirement. So now I'm here until um, June of 2022. So I'm going to hang in there a little bit longer. Oh, wow. I, I knew parts of uh, your background, but uh, it's always great to hear, you know, the stories about where we come from. And uh 2008 was when I got involved with FIAAA, and gosh, I would have thought that you would, would have been involved much uh, longer than that, but it's been great to get to, to know you over these years. Um, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, we always like to uh, hear about some of the mentors that our athletic directors have had, either teachers or coaches growing up, uh, or maybe people that you've worked with or worked for. Uh, the expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head when I'm talking to a, a kid or a coach or sometimes a parent. So whose voice do you still hear? Um, I hear Coach Rod's voice, Rod Murgart, from my early years. Um, my college coaches mostly yelled at me. So um, it, that was a really grueling trial, trying time. But I'd have to say the sports information director at Notre Dame um, is what why I fell in love with athletics so much. My college athletic career, um, being an, in a first year program in college, we took our lumps. We got beat up week in, week out. And when anyone says to me, are you sure you played basketball because I'm so short? Well, yeah, I did play basketball. And yes, I was way too short. But I was in the right. I needed females, and I just soaked up everything I could from learning from the sports information department and that I wanted to be. When I got into coaching, I would have to say Karen Newman took me under her wing and really taught me how to volleyball. I didn't really play much volleyball as an athlete, a little bit on in school, but never in college. 
and she really taught me the essence of volleyball. So in 1988, I was lucky enough to men's volleyball coach when we started um, boys volleyball in, in Central Florida as an FHSAA program. And I'd have to say because of her mentoring and her knowledge, I really grew to love coaching volleyball women and sessions. So I've been coaching volleyball, basketballs, fast pitch, tennis um, for many, many years, both boys and girls. And I'd have to give props to Karen Newman on the coaching side. Then the AD side, um, I'm an athletic director at Apopka High School. His name is Bill King. Anytime I came there with a softball, tennis, basketball, volleyball team, didn't matter what year it was, he knew me by name. He welcomed me to his school. I don't think that man ever was home, but he was a hands-on greeting people in the community. And I remember when he passed away, and luckily enough, we, my husband and I both knew Phil, my husband's baseball coaches back in the day at Edgewater. So we both felt a loss when he passed. I said, I want to be Phil King. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be an assistant AD anymore. I Our kids were raised pretty much. I just had one left in high school. And so we made a family commitment that when the AD job was available, that I would put my name in and um, make a go of it. That I wanted to do at my school what Phil King had done at Apopka. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, coming from Florida, you know, I, I, those names, uh, you know, have meaning for me and for our listeners, you know, those are some giants uh, in our profession. Um, and Jerry, let's talk a little bit about your program. Again, for our listeners, Lake Brantley is recognized as just one of the, the top programs. Uh, great teams by any standard you want to measure, but also well-organized hosting tournaments and things like that. So Jerry, I'm going to give you a chance to brag. Okay, uh, One of the things we like to do with the podcast is talk about this idea of best practices. So what are a couple of things that um, you see at your school, and maybe these are things that you have actually initiated and, and nurtured, but what are some things that your coaches and your program at Lake Brantley, you can look at and say uh, with equal amounts of uh, pride and humility, boy, we do this better than anybody in the state. What are a couple of things you're really proud of? I'm really proud of our aquatics program. Clay Parnell has been our coach for 39 years. Um, so one of my reasons for wanting to be at Lake Brantley was because of the aquatics program. Two of my children, um, were aquatics athletes. One played water polo at Michigan, one swam at Rollins college. Um, they were both multi-sport athletes, but it was the feeder program that Clay has had for years that got my children, um, really involved in swimming. Then as a parent, and I bring my children here for this program, I'm thinking, I'm at the wrong high school. We live in the Lake Brantley zone, but I teach in a different high school. So um, I started looking for job availability, and lo and behold, men's volleyball job open and Algebra 2. So in the late 90s, uh, 96, I transferred from Lyman High School to Lake Brantley High School. My children weren't here yet, but I knew that that was where I needed to be. That's where I've lived in the same house now for 
36 years. Um, it's always been in the Brantley zone, but I just always thought my kids would follow me to whatever high school I began, not thinking of their, their best side, thinking of the parent best side. Um, so my husband said, we were wondering when you were going to figure it out, mom. So um, my, uh, my kids were age group swimmers and they were both on two state championship teams. They were all Americans together on a relay team and just an amazing program that Clay puts together. And so this summer we put our heads together and got return to play protocol for COVID. And, our, and we are very, very proud of how many meets that we were able to safely host. Um, we did some live streaming we hosted a couple of other and not only our region meet but another region meet because we were able to do it so well and that all those props go to clay he and i are quite a team um we just work together extremely well but you know, we didn't have a pool here on our campus i wouldn't be bragging so i have mentioned my booster club from Many, many before I ever got here, figured it out. Um, two families, the Sprinkles and the Duncans, friends of mine today, uh, got the money together along with Cornell and our principal at the time. So, you know, we've had a pool here on our campus, 50 meter pool, since 1994. So it's an amazing difference, obviously, in our aquatics program. And we are just totally blessed to have Clay Parnell in charge. Oh, I, I think uh, a lot of times the boosters go unsung. Uh, sometimes, you know, 80s like to complain about boosters, but uh, they can really, really uh, help out a program. Um, obviously, it's had a big impact there for you at Lake Brantley. Uh, Jerry, you also touched earlier on um, getting involved with FIAAA. And I think it's important for our younger ADs to kind of hear how that happens. Uh, and it just doesn't happen by accident. Uh, it, you have to be intentional. So talk a little bit about um, how you became aware of FIAAA and the national organization and how you got involved and, and uh, earned your CAA. Well, one of our rival high schools that I've mentioned already, Apopka, they're in Orange County, but our counties border each other over here. So I'm very, very close in miles. When I became the athletic director, Russell Wombles reached out to me. Um, we have an unbelievable rivalry in football, and we would, um, you know, always play week one, week two before anybody knew whether either team was wonderful or terrible. And we got, and it really helped both of us since we rely so much on our gate to um, fund our program since we are not funded by, um, by our, my, I'm not funded in Seminole County by the county. We have to raise all of our own money through fundraising. So Russell took me under his wing and uh, kind of led the way for me. And then Doug Patterson needed a lot from being a district director. And he was at Boone at the time. So an opening opened and Russell um, asked me if I would be interested. And it kind of was not so intentional, but having great friends looking after me, mentoring me, um, and um, big on the mentoring program that you you need to find somebody with a school that has the same school has 
you know, like a big school with a big school, small school with a small school, and have somebody that you can call and ask those questions that are off the record. How would you handle this? What do I need to pay attention to first? So the person for me, Doug opened the door for me, and um, I found a, a group of men that needed some more female presence. So FIAAA was quite a challenge. Well, uh, I, I do know that um, when I left Florida for a couple of years and then I came back, uh, you actually reached out to me to get me back onto the board. So I'm just very grateful for that. Uh, I was able to, uh, a few years later now, serve as president. So appreciate everything you did for the organization. I thought you did a great job in your role as president. Thank you. Um, we've been sharing, we've been doing these now since uh, July. And um, obviously, we're well into the 2021 school year, but we've been sharing what's been happening across the country with COVID. And, uh, you know, Florida was fortunate. Uh, we did have a delay, and, uh, but we did get started about a month late. So for our listeners around the country, uh, what's going on right now in Florida, briefly, and what's happening at Lake Brantley as far as return to play, as well as return to school academically. How are you folks dealing with COVID? We've given the families far too many choices, if I might. But um, so some of our students are hybrid, some are face-to-face, -face, some are Florida virtual school, Seminole County virtual school, half day, full day. It is all over the place and it is a nightmare for me to track because what I like to do is get a hold of those down with them face to face, get them some help that they might need. And um, the schedules are so all over the place and it's, it's just hard. I'm not seeing enough kids. I'm not happy about it. Um, kids are, they're rule followers. They're wearing their masks. They're keeping their distance. They're doing what they're asking, we're asking them to do. It's their older siblings that are messing this whole thing up um, and, and uh, bring, bringing the, um, the viruses to their homes and then they might bring it to school and then we have to contact trace. Then we have to um, cancel games and keep quarantine kids right around championship time. Um, the ball player, you know, we're heading into a tournament this weekend and he's going to be quarantined for the third time. Um, it's just very difficult and it's not been fun, uh, but the kids are resilient. It's, it's the old farts. It's me who I'm um, with it. So, I mean, we take temperatures, we take attendance, we try to stay in the same group so we can better and um, sanitize and, you know, seating charts on buses when we have to take buses, but uh, it's just never ending. And, um, you know, I like to say hindsight's 2020. Um, but I'm not sure I learned much from 2020. 2021 is on our kids than 2020 was. So uh, my heart goes out to the seniors, especially. Um, it's, we just got to get through this and kids need to compete and we need to keep athletics on the table because what they take from athletics, um, you know, helps them as adults, as, as um, 
as good functioning citizens. There's just so much athletics that transfers. So we can't give up or give in. I'd like to, you know, don't stop um, me from living by not letting me live. I mean, so true, Lou. Thank you for that. Um, just love him, obviously. Um, he's a, so, um, you know, I'm just trying to do the best we can day to day with the knowledge we have. Stay positive, stay focused, and keep kids participating. How um, how did you handle uh, fans at home games? Uh, I'm going to guess there were probably some restrictions. And um, how did the parents and the fans handle it? Were they understanding and supportive? Um, yes, very supportive. Um, so years ago, I started a relationship with GoFan because the lines at football were ridiculous. So we had don't stand in line, buy online. So I had this relationship with GoFan already. Um, so I call our rep and I'm like, you know, we've got to go cashless immediately. We got to be ready because over my dead body, or we're not, we've got to find the safest way. So if we can go cashless immediately, let's get going. So we started working on that in March, believe it or not, because I don't know. I just, one night I woke up and said, if we can make it safer and we're not, we're going to have less lines. Then we found out about our restrictions. So at first it was 35%. Now we're up to 50%. So uh, we're able to provide links to the away team and to the home team there. And then we provided them to the players and their parents, the cheerleaders, their parents, ROTC, our, we couldn't have our band. Our band is 350 kids, so we had to scale back to a, um, a pep band, which was heartbreaking for them, but then, then their parents. So once the links went out to those groups, any remaining tickets went live, so ours were sold out. But we were able to manage them through the private links and to pull up and make things happen. Then from what we learned there, we rolled it into the winter. So you know, we're selling passes for home games on links to parents first and then opening up the rest of the tickets for students. Yeah, I know you guys have some tremendous crowds, particularly for football. So um, yeah, I'm glad that that was able to work out for you. Um, Jerry, another question that we've been asking athletic directors has to do with this idea of, you know, social uh, justice, social awareness. And, and my question is, what are some things that we as athletic administrators can do better? Um, you know, how can we do a better job in this area of social awareness? Jake, I would probably need an hour to think about that. I think you just lead by and uh, you know we need for everyone to understand where where things are going, the value of athletics, and just to be fair, kind, and open-minded, and um, I'll be a good listener. I mean that's my best answer, but I mean I would really like to put some time to giving you a better answer for that. And put that on my notes, Jake. Set me up. 
Um, those were in the talking points, but I, I think your answer you just gave was tremendous. Uh, all right, all right. Listen, we need to listen, okay? And you know that's been in line with, you know, probably all the ads that have uh, talked to us. Um, yeah, again, we just, you know, we we think we might know it all, but obviously we don't. And you know, just to be able to listen and dialogue. Um, you know, absolutely. You know, the, the, I think that was a great answer. You know, uh, it came from the heart, I'm sure. Let's well, go one, go ahead. One, let me just add one thing. I've been, we do county AD in Seminole County. Um, so every once in a while, the executive director will ask myself to sit in or Jay Getty in on a statewide county AD meeting. And I learn a ton from those. We see the counties in Florida. Not every county has a county ID, but many do. Many of the large metro areas do. So luckily enough, during the pandemic, when I'm walking my neighborhood, trying to stay sane, I'm listening to these, these um, Zoom calls or Web, WebExes. And when you look at what Miami has gone through compared to the Panhandle all down our state, we have learned, I have learned so much listening to those calls and and I always knew how diverse our state was trying to get our classifications under state series and understand the big picture of what the different areas go through, but especially during the pandemic. I mean, some of my colleagues are complaining and um, when you look at some of the events that have been canceled, in the states because of, of the pandemic and not being able to um, control their circumstances like we had been able to in Central Florida. We've been very blessed and very lucky. I'd have to say that um, being on those calls, learning from the county-wide calls, what people are dealing with has helped me to understand better. And so I just try to share those with, with my colleagues in my area and and we're just trying to do the best we can, keep kids safe and keep kids participating. Oh, absolutely. You know, just being becoming more aware of what's going on in our school and in our area. Uh, let's lighten things up a little bit. Uh, I also asked the ADs, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And after about 60 interviews, uh, it was always the same thing. Oh, it's the kids. And of course, it's the kids. You know, why else would we be involved in a position like this uh, if we didn't enjoy interacting with kids, but acknowledging that you do love those kids at Lake Brantley. What are some of the other things that get you excited about coming to school each day? So many kids um, like myself are lacking, when I was their age, are lacking that adult um, knowledge in the house to help them navigate through school figure out how they're gonna balance schoolwork, a job and a team. And um, having walked in those shoes, knowing what it was like when your parents weren't there to answer those questions. Um, part of my favorite thing is helping a kid who thinks I don't understand. And then they realize, oh, you might understand. Sharing a little bit of, of my background with them, then seeing them four, five, six, seven years later, and knowing that, you know, you help them navigate a path when you weren't getting that from home. 
um, people assume that Lake Brantley doesn't have students like that. Well, we hide hide it really well, and we um, try to have everyone have the benefits that everyone else has. But my secretary is amazing. She'll say, this is one you probably want to look at this transcript or um, maybe this child in the wrong classes. So we double team it. We look, we look at, at some of the placements and maybe get them a better placement or, you know, where do you want to be? We do goal setting. So um, that's the part of the job I really like, helping someone who might not have the help from home. And then the former AD here, um, when I was learning from Bob, he always said that you can always play at the next level, but you want to find a school that has what you want to study so you don't have to transfer and you want to make sure that it's affordable and not out of question, but there are so many places for you to play. So is that going to fit? And let's find you the right academic setting and then we can... Um, you know, find you a team or whatever. So I like helping kids search for that. Uh, with Florida Bright Futures, many aren't willing to leave the state, um, but then they come to terms with what is important. You know, was that just high school athletics? Is that it for me? Helping them to goal set and figure that out for themselves and not have somebody telling them what they should be doing with their future, but having them come to, around to that decision on their own. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, and that is such a big part of our job, you know, helping kids and sometimes their parents uh, find that right fit for the kid uh, academically as, as well as sports and even, you know, big school, small school, in-state, out-of-state. Um, it, it is a really rewarding part of the job. Well, Jerry, this has uh, been great to catch up with you. We miss you on the board of directors. We just met last week, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Again, I stole that from you. Uh, you're certainly an experienced AD now, very successful AD, uh, but I'm gonna challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only gonna let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are gonna go in Jerry Kelly's athletic director toolbox? Item number one, present in your conversations with people. Take notes. Find out what matters to them, whether it's a coach, an athlete, or a parent. So be present in your conversations. We get very distracted. Sometimes I'm, I have a stand-up desk. I'm trying to do an email and answer someone's questions at the same time. That's, that's not how we should be. We need to be present as long as, as much as we can in the conversation. Have someone, number two, have someone that has a little bit more experience um, than you do that you can call to ask those hard questions. You know, um, how do I go and handle this situation? My coach made a, um, an eligibility mistake. What should be my first step? You know, is it the state association? Is it talking to the coach, is it the athlete? Uh, you have to have a go-to person for, for situations that come up for the first time that you're not sure how to handle. So um, in the beginning of my career, that was definitely Russell. And Russell helped me learn quickly. And um, I certainly appreciate Russell for that. Um, and I hope that I've helped a few people along the way. But 
Um, that's what we try to do with our mentoring program with the FIAAA is match up new people with seasoned people. And, you know, sometimes I have to give people away because they might be from a really small school. I mean, I have 32 varsity programs. Um, I've got a big school. I'm not much help with that small school person, but with a big school person, I could maybe help them with some organizational tips from the get-go because it's, it's, it's a lot of work when you have a lot of programs and it can be so different than that small school setting and you have more hats in the small school setting, I'm sure. So um, I like to try to match up like programs. I think that's important. That's my tip for who's ever over mentoring right now. And then my third I do is I try to find car find either late Friday or if that fails um, by Monday morning, sometime over the weekend, I believe in my Franklin planner and I'm still a write it down person because if I write it, I, it, I make a shopping list and I don't need to take it to the store. I've it, written it down. I remember it and I plan my week. And I have post-it notes. If I don't get to today, it moves to tomorrow. And I have a priority list. What do I have to do today? Um, you know, what's what's most pending? So um, plan your week that your officials are ordered, your transportation is done, your clothes are ready, the lights are on, the scoreboards work. Um, so if you plan ahead. Um, you won't know what to do in case of an emergency. So um, you've got to take that time to plan that week before you say Monday morning and say, what do I do first? I'm, I'm smiling because I, I've, I've done all those things and they were, you know, advice given to me years and years ago, uh, especially the write it down, you know, the old school planner. I've got my spreadsheet. I've got all these different apps, but you know, that, uh, uh, notebook where you've got everything written down uh, week by week, month by month. Uh, th that's gold for me. So thanks for sharing that. Well, people laugh at me, but then they say, what did we do on this day last year? And I can flip to it. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, scheduling around the school play and things like that. Oh, no. Right. We did that on Thursday and Friday last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jerry Kelly, thank you so much uh, for being a guest with us today. Uh, again, it's always great to talk to you, but thanks for sharing. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, um, go ahead and give me your email, uh, the best way to get in touch with you. The best way to get in touch with me is to send me a text at 407-461-6447. And then I'll give you my ridiculous email in return. So long. It's ridiculous. So just send me a text and um, share your contact with me and we'll get going. Okay. Well, thanks again. Uh, and to our listeners, uh, remember the uh, Zoom recordings of these podcasts are also being uploaded to the FIAAA Educational Athletic Director YouTube channel. So uh, take a look uh, for this one in a couple of weeks. So, Jerry, thanks again to our listeners. Come back again next time for another episode of The Educational AD. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you. You bet, kiddo.